for traders who crave risk. Direction's daily leveraged and inverse ETFs provide opportunities to magnify short-term perspectives with daily 3x and 2x leverage or inverse leverage. Utilize bull and bear funds for both sides of the trade and trade through rapidly changing markets. These are highly leveraged ETFs with a daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. Whether you're a bull or a bear, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to direction.com. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services, LLC. Well, most investors have a narrow view of income investing that's limited to income from equity dividends or bond interest. Well, allow me to introduce you to another credible income source, income from derivatives like call options. Today's ETF battle is an audience requested quadruple header between high income call option ETFs from Global X and JP Morgan. So who wins the battle? Find out right after this. Welcome to ETF Battles. I'm Ron DeLegge, and if you're new to the show, glad to have you with us. Hit that subscribe button, and if you're a longtime viewer, welcome back. Now, the point of this program is to analyze and dissect your ETF matchups to help you make better investment choices. So if there's an ETF battle that you'd like us to do, send me your ETF ticker symbols in the comment section below or on our X feed at ETF Guide. We could do double, triple, and quadruple headers Send me your best matchup ideas. Now, while you're down there in the video description section, we've got important links to our program judges, plus links to my new audio and ebook on portfolio architecture, the margin of safety tool that I built, along with a link to our program sponsor direction. So there's lots of good stuff there. Don't miss it. Now, today's ETF battle was requested by a viewer named John Berger, and it features Jeppy and Jep Q from JP Morgan Asset Management going up against QYLG and XYLG from Global X. The JP Morgan funds are actively managed while the ETFs from Global X are strictly index linked. Now, today's program is also your reminder that no income strategy is truly complete with equity, dividends, and bond interest alone. Now, adding synthetic income from non-traditional sources like call option income can actually strengthen your portfolio's overall income approach. And that's what today's ETF battle will highlight. So thank you, John Berger, for an excellent ETF battle suggestion. You win your choice of an ETF battles coffee mug or T-shirt. Be sure to hit the description section below to claim your prize. Now, judging today's high stakes contest is Shana Sissel with Banrian Capital Management and Tony Dong an independent ETF analyst who's written for ETF Central, TheStreet.com, USA Today, among many other platforms. By the way, it's Tony's first time on ETF Battles, so a warm welcome to you, Tony. It's great to have both of you with us. Thanks, Ron. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me, Ron. So our four battle categories are cost, exposure strategy, performance, and yield are combined. And then we've got our mystery category where you, our judges, can pick a single factor or multiple factors that you think are crucial to today's contest. 
You can also nominate wildcard ETFs if you feel there's better choices elsewhere or opt for split decisions. It's completely up to you. I'll be keeping score, and at the end of the show, we'll declare an overall winner. Keep in mind, none of the battle outcomes are ever predetermined or known in advance by myself or our judges. So it's sisters before misters. Let's kick things off with the first category, cost. Shana, please give us your analysis. So uh, when you look at costs across these four funds, this is pretty easy. Uh, both JP Morgan funds have substantially more assets, lower overall expense ratios, and more liquidity. So either J, uh, JEPI, JEPI, or JEPQ, JEPQ uh, would be my winner, but I'm going to lean towards JEPI just because of its larger asset base and better liquidity as a result. But either one of the JP Morgan ETFs trade uh, much more easily than either of the Global X ones. That's a strong start. Thank you, Shana. Tony, it's your turn. How do you see it when it comes to cost? Active management is never cheap. And one of the biggest criticisms of active funds is that it eats into returns over time. Well, with a 35 basis point expense ratio, both Jetty and Jetty Q are very attractively priced, not just in the actively managed column, but even compared to some smart beta, some rules-based uh, ETFs as well. 35 basis points for a covered call strategy and active stock selection is extremely competitive. And I think we've seen that with the amount of investor inflows into Jetty, swelling it to some 29 billion in assets under management, right? Investors have clearly noticed that this is a very well-priced offering, uh, especially for what you get. So your choice between these ETFs? My choice would be the JP Morgan funds, absolutely. In terms of cost and uh, assets under management, right? 0.35 versus 0.6, can't beat that. Gotcha. Gotcha down for those two, Jeppy and JEPQ. That takes us next to exposure strategy. So you're still up, Tony. Give us your analysis. Which of these ETFs uh, stands out? So the two Global X funds are passively managed in that they track two benchmark indexes. QILG tracks the S&P 500 and uh, sorry, QILG tracks the NASDAQ 100 and XYLG tracks the S&P 500. Now, these ETFs attempt to hold all the benchmark securities in the index according to their weights. Now, what's augmenting this is a covered call strategy on 50% of the portfolio, which is why these ETFs are called covered call and growth. So if I have, say, a portfolio of 100 securities, I'm only writing calls on 50% of their notional value. That leaves the other half uncapped for growth. Now, according to GlobalX, their call strategy is to sell uh, one-month expiry at the money calls, which, in my opinion, severely limits your upside at the cost of producing higher than average income. Now, if we switch over to the JP Morgan funds, the stock selection is active. It's a bit of a black box. If you look at the perspectives for JP and JPQ, all it says is they select stocks from the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ 100, and their goal is to um, get the performance of the index, but with lower volatility. If we look at the portfolio composition for JP, for example, there is a much lower concentration of technology at 13%, whereas the S&P 500 is more around 25%. And we tend to see more healthcare, financials, and industrials and consumer staples. So it's a more defensive, low volatility oriented portfolio that's also significantly less top heavy. I think the top holding right now is Amazon at 1.64%. Now, the other thing we need to take note of is that Jetty's covered call strategy does not actually sell calls. Because the ETF does not own all the reference S&P 500 securities, it can only obtain covered call exposure through equity-linked nodes or ELNs. So for those investors out there who like to read into these details, 
Keep in mind that this adds a bit of counterparty risk, right? In case the counterparty that holds these ELNs and have to give Jeffy its covered call returns, there's a possibility of default. It, it might be small, but it is something to be aware of. So which of these ETFs is your choice? Absolutely, Jeffy, right? All else being equal, if they were the same expense ratio, I might take the Global X funds. But if you think about it, active management is not cheap. And what you get here is a handpicked portfolio of stocks at a lower cost and a covered call strategy that's not just like mindless. A lot of people talk about the benefits of systematically you know, writing covered calls. I think that leaves a lot of upside on the table. And with all the different things that affect options pricing, like implied volatility, days out to expiry earnings, I feel much more comfortable with a strategy that doesn't just mindlessly write at the money calls every month, one month out to expiry over and over and over again. Okay, very good. Thank you, Tony. Shana, you're up next. How do you see it when it comes to exposure strategy? Well, uh, Tony covered a lot of what I had, but um, a little bit different uh, outcome in terms of my winner. Uh, for me, I like the active managers. Um, when you think about the purpose of doing covered call, there's two things you want to do. Um, you want to get the exposure to the underlying index or you know the potential for the alpha from, in the case of the JP Morgan funds, the stock selection. You want to have income associated with it, and you want to reduce the volatility of the overall portfolio. I think the JP Morgan funds do a better job at that if that's your end goal. Um, and they both um, generate significantly more income. Uh, than the, the global X funds because they are fully covering the portfolio. As Tony pointed out, they do have um, some counterparty risk. It's not a huge concern personally when I look at these funds. Um, I actually like uh, JEPQ a little better than JEP E. Um, the nature of how they explain their active stock selection with JEPQ allows for uh, more opportunity for growth. Uh, and it's a less defensive positioning. So quite frankly, you're getting some protection and lower volatility from the covered call strategy itself. You're getting that additional yield that you wouldn't normally get in a NASDAQ related portfolio. Uh, but you're going to get, you know, hopefully, uh, better returns than JEPI. So for me, the winner in this is JEPQ. Um, and that is who gets my vote. That takes us next to performance and yield. And Shana, you're still up. So please give us your take. Uh, again, uh, looking at performance and yield, uh, Jeff Q has the shortest track record. So it's the only one without a three-year number of these um, these few uh, options. Um, so for me, um, you have to take that into consideration. But again, I like the growthier exposure. I like that you have a little more potential for upside just by the nature of the underlying index. And for me, Jeff Q is the winner. Thank you, Shana. Tony, you're up next. Which of these yeah, sure. ETFs stands, stands out and what, which one is your pick? Uh, just in terms of provider, I like the JP Morgan funds more than the Global X funds. So if you look at their historical performance back from uh, December 31st, 2020 to September uh, 2023, I'm just going to talk about Jeffy and QI, XYLG now. So Jeffy has not only posted a higher total return, that is with all distributions reinvested than XYLG, it's also delivered a substantially lower maximum drawdown and lower standard deviation. So you're getting a much better risk adjusted return. 
Now, this is even despite the fact that XYLG only writes calls on 50% of the portfolio. And I think this is a result of Jeffy Shani in 2022, where the active management really paid off in that high volatility environment that favored a more value-centric strategy like Jeffy's portfolio. I do also really like JetQ's strategy of selecting stocks from the NASDAQ. You get more growth. And once again, just based on the very short time it's been here from December uh, 31st, 2022, this is where my back test can only go as far to. It's, uh, it's performed just as well as XYLG with a lower uh, standard deviation and maximum drawdown. Now, in terms of yields, the yields on both of these will fluctuate based on the options overlay in high volatility environments will benefit with a high volatility underline like the NASDAQ 100 it will. But so far, both of the JP Morgan products have a higher 30-day SEC yield than the uh, global X funds, as well as a higher 12-month trailing and a higher foreign distribution yield. Now, this is to be expected given that the call overlay on the global X funds is limited to 50%. But if your goal is higher than average monthly income, right, the JP Morgan funds do a better job. So split decision on that between the JP Morgan funds or or do you have a favor one over the other? I'm very much a defensively minded value investor. I love low volatility. I love large, boring blue chip stocks. So my pick would be Jeppy. All right. Got you down for Jeppy. Thank you, Tony. This takes us next to the mystery battle category. This is where a judge could give us a single factor or multiple factors to make their arguments. So, Tony, what is your mystery battle category and which of these ETFs wins it? For me, it's got to be cheap active management, right? We're seeing a trend towards a lot of different active management options. We're seeing increasingly volatile market environment. 2022 really showed us that relying on traditional fixed income assets like bonds for protection, especially long duration ones, doesn't really work out well when interest rates are on the rise. Now, covered calls aren't a true hedge against downside risk, but in the aggregate, they do lower volatility and they do produce higher than average income. And for me, I always go back to the point is, if I can get it for cheaper, I would love to have active stock selection and a covered call relay strategy. I really don't like the systematic approach of the global X funds, especially when it charges 60 basis points. Now, with this in mind, I actually prefer a wild card. Uh, my wild card here would be the uh, Amplify CWP Enhanced Dividend Income ETF. Quite a mouthful. It's called Devo. So this one picks a very concentrated portfolio of 20 to 25 stocks selected for growing dividends, uh, lower volatility, large market capitalization, and strong quality metrics like return on equity, cash flow, and management quality. Uh, what I really like about this ETF is that it writes covered calls on individual stocks. So unlike Jetty and uh, XYLG, Devo is writing calls on each stock, so managers can take advantage of different implied volatility for each holding, whether or not it's got earnings coming up, you can sell calls into earnings as IV ramps up, right? You can avoid IV crush after the earnings. There's a lot of versatility in this fund, and historically, it's done very well. It's got a five-star Morningstar rating in the derivative incomes category, so it's beaten the majority of its peers. The only downsides I don't like, you know, it's got a fairly high 55 basis point expense ratio. And the uh, SEC yield is actually quite low because they're not writing calls in the entire portfolio. It's on individual stocks. But for a long-term income defensive-oriented pick, this would be the ETF I would choose. Thank you, Tony. Shana, you're up next. What is your mystery battle category and which of these ETFs wins it? 
So much like Tony, I have a wild card to throw into the mix. I'm going to put on my queen of alternatives hat here and think about why would I own one of these types of products, right? So I want the income and I want the low vol and hopefully I want downside protection with upside participation. The problem I have with all these covered call strategies is the nature of them limits your upside, but you do end up participating a whole lot on the downside. Yes, you get the income associated with the covered call, but you're still getting you know, more downside participation than upside participation. And I don't like that. So when I'm going to look at something like this, I'm going to look at what I think is a much better play in this space, which is MRSK, which is the Agility Shares Tased Managed Risk Blueprint ETF. Yes, it's more expensive, 97 basis points. Um, and it has you know, $107 million of assets. You know, we're talking about a much smaller boutique firm versus the uh, full business development capabilities of JP Morgan and their private bank. However, the difference is that this is also a product that attempts to give you the participation of the S&P 500. But unlike the covered call strategies, while it is writing calls, it is also purchasing puts on the portfolio using some of the income that they get from the covered calls to pay for those puts. Um, despite the fact that they are using some of the um, income they generate from the calls, to buy the puts, they still have a very attractive distribution yield versus these traditional buy right covered call strategies. And they have the similar upside participation. You get about 75% of the upside of the S&P 500. However, what you do get that you don't get with the others is you get less downside participation and more consistent income. Um, it has a distribution yield of a little over 16% right now versus about 10 for JEPI and 12 for JEPQ. The um, Global X runs are both like five and a half. Um, Return-wise, it's comparable with JEPI. And again, if your goal here is to have some downside protection and generate income, a fund like MRSK does a better job of doing that in, in just its defensive nature of holding those puts there. Um, you know, so it's doing everything the other ones are doing, but it's giving you downside protection with puts, which limits the amount of downside participation you have to the S&P 500. And at the end of the day, isn't that what we want if we're doing something like this and limiting upside? Man, our judges are bringing it with their wild cards. I don't know about you guys, but I'm enjoying the unbelievable, outstanding analysis from both of our judges. So how will this showdown go down uh, between the Jeppy, Jep Q, QYLG and XYLG? Man, that's a lot of letters. Let's give our judges one final opportunity to weigh in. And uh, Shana, give us your take. Uh, my winner of this battle is my wildcard, MRSK. Again, if I'm going to take on one of these products and I want to get equity exposure and I want to get income and I want to limit my downside, I'm going to do that with a product that actually does limit my downside and not limit my upside, but give me full downside but with income. Um, and so for me, it's MRSK. I like the other products, but if I'm using them in an effort to lower volatility and to streamline the returns of my portfolio, I don't think they do that optimally. So I would choose a product that does do it more optimally. It still gives me the upside participation, but gives me better downside protection along with the income. And for me, a product like MRSK does that better than any of the options on the table. Tony, your final chance to weigh in with your overall winner. Give it to us. 
If I had to pick among these four, it would be Jeppy, just for the fact that, you know, it's got a high active share compared to the S&P 500. You get radically different sector weights. You get a much different portfolio composition. It's a lot less top heavy, and it's true active management, all for a 35 basis point expense ratio. However, just like Shana, I still wouldn't use it. If I was looking for a portfolio that emphasized rising dividends, active management, and monthly income, I would like Devo. Just for the fact that it is also actively managed, but it selects, sorry, it writes options on a tactical basis on individual stocks, right? You're not just selling the index every month. I think this method actually limits, uh, sorry, it reduces upside limitation a lot more. And if you're paying for the active management, you want to get actual active management. And I don't see any strategy to sell index options as really being active. Right. I prefer the ability to go into the minutia and sell individual options on stocks based on, you know, the management's forecast of that. And Devo really does that. And historically, it's outperformed Jeppy on a risk return basis and much of its category peers in the derivative income category. And this fund has really gone unnoticed. I think it only has around two point something billion in assets under management. So everybody's been flocking towards Jeppy. I like going where the crowd isn't right. I'm very conscious of crowding and hurting with these popular strategies. And now might be the time to look in something that the market hasn't appreciated. Well, our judges have spoken. And according to my battle scorecard, today's winner is a split decision between wildcard ETFs. Devo was Tony's choice. That's from Amplify. And MRSK was Shana's choice. And wow, our judges brought, uh, they brought it to the table. This, this, this analysis they gave us was so good. Uh, Tony favored Devo. He likes the active management. It's a, it's a definitely, uh, a unique strategy selecting those individual stocks for, uh, selling, uh, covered calls. And, uh, also MRSK garnering Shana's, uh, favor. She likes that particular ETF because of its not just good income, but it also has a defensive posture. It can take some of that income it generates to buy defensive put options to protect the value of the portfolio. And uh, our judges uh, broke it down so well on today's program. And uh, a couple of key takeaways, adding synthetic income from covered call ETFs to your traditional income sources like equity dividends and bond interest can definitely complete diversify and enhance your overall income strategy. And I think our judges uh, brought that uh, out very clearly. So thank you again, Shane and Tony, for your outstanding and timely analysis with today's uh, covered call income ETF battle. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for having us, Ron. Be sure to visit the description section below for research links to our judges and while you're there, check out the link to our program sponsor, Direction. So which ETF battle would you like to see in the next episode? Send me your ETF ticker symbols in the comment section below or on our X feed at ETF Guide. I'm Rhonda Leggy. Thanks for watching ETF Battles. We'll see you next time.
for traders who crave risk. Direction's daily leveraged and inverse ETFs provide opportunities to magnify short-term perspectives with daily 3x and 2x leverage or inverse leverage. Utilize bull and bear funds for both sides of the trade and trade through rapidly changing markets. These are highly leveraged ETFs with a daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. Whether you're a bull or a bear, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to direction.com. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services, LLC.